Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Sailor Snacking, the podcast where we talk about the 1990s Sailor Moon and have a yummy snack. <laughs> uh, so today we have with us our special guest returning from the first episode, right, is yep. Liz. Hello. Thanks um, for having me back. Oh, thanks for coming back. And of course, we always have Tracy. Hello, listeners. <laughs> and Tracy, why don't you tell us what this week's snack is? So this week's snack is a pork bun, and it's uh, specifically a Filipino pork bun uh, called siopao, and um, it's filled with delicious pork deliciousness. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. It smells so good. It smells so good. Oh so my God. If, if we hurry through the first episode that we're going to discuss, it's because we can all smell the pork bun and we want to get to the snack part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Liz, any new Sailor Moon happenings in your life since the last time we talked to you? Like three weeks ago? <laughs> well, I mean, not really. I've continued to watch some Sailor Moon, uh, nice. which is always fun. And I am more determined than ever to get a Sailor Moon costume. I have a Sailor Moon costume or part of a Sailor Moon costume that I made in university. My first ever cosplay. Um, and I might put it back together. It needs some new pieces because I won't fit into the skirt I wore in university. But um, I, I thought about buying a costume, but then I thought... Why not, you know, try my hand at real cosplay and make something myself? Oh, awesome. I've yeah. always wanted to do a cosplay of uh, Queen Nehalenia, the villain from Sailor Moon uh, Super S. Literally the only good part of Sailor Moon Super S. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't sew. <laughs> I know, that's the and thing. I can't sew either. It's not exactly, if you look up Nehalenia, her costume is gorgeous, and it's not really the type of thing you could just throw together from stuff you find. <laughs> yeah. And that's also, I don't want to start another expensive, like I could teach myself to sew, but I don't want to start another expensive hobby, because I already have knitting and it's quite expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous, definitely. But uh, yeah. you've done a bit of cosplay, haven't you, Tracy? Sort of? Sort of. I don't know. I like to dress up. You um, did Jupiter for a run, didn't you? I did. Um, Sailor Jupiter is pretty easy because you just put your hair up in a ponytail and then wear a green skirt and sailor top. So, yes, I did a half mar marathon dressed as Sailor Jupiter. Epic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, although my favorite character to just dress up as anywhere is Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z who's like my favorite <laughs> yeah. of all time um, because like the really spiky hair is pretty fun mm -hmm. I have great pictures of you dressed up was that Vegeta that you were dressed up as I don't know Dragon Ball yeah yeah <laughs> my, my favorite is definitely Rap uh, Rapunzel from Tangled uh, yes yes but I, you look like her a little I have a lot of hair and I have <laughs> yeah. a lizard that helps. <laughs> All yes. you need to be Rapunzel from Tangled is a lot of hair and a lizard. And yeah. you're good. <laughs> Pretty, much. Pretty much. Although I was Thor last year for our Comic-Con and it was awesome um, because we were able to have a Thor off. Oh, with Snowhawk cosplay? Yes. And yeah. I, I would point out that my hair was real. 
Nice. <laughs> yeah, he was really happy when uh, the Thor in the movies got his head shaved, sort yeah. of, because like, that's more his normal hairstyle. But yeah, the wig is not great on him. <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah, but <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. You you do good. You do cosplay really well, Liz. I I enjoy seeing what you dress up as. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. One of these days, I will be brave enough to cosplay at a convention, but yeah. I haven't yet. Because I really want to do a Sailor Moon character, but again... We can all go together. To... Yeah, that would be That awesome. would be amazing. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I could probably get um, Sailor Mars hair by the time quarantine is done, because I need a haircut. Oh my god, it's so bad. Does this mean I have to be Jupiter because I'm the tallest? You can be whoever you want, Jen. You can be <laughs> anybody you that want. That is the, the whole point of cosplay. I'll be Luna. <laughs> not not nice. human Luna. Cat Luna. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so this week we are going to be discussing... Uh, what episodes are we on? We're going to be discussing episodes 7 and 8. Uh, again, this is the... Japanese numbering system. Um, these ones were translated, though. Yeah. Uh, so the first one we're going to talk about is Usagi Learns Her Lesson, Becoming a Star's Hard Work, uh, which aired in Canada in 1995. And um, the next one we're talking about, I don't have the title in front of me because I just clicked on this one. Here we go. The Girl Genius is a Monster, The Brainwashing Cram School of Horror. Yeah, I love that episode. So I it love was really the good. translations. Can I just say I love the translations? Not <laughs> only of the titles, but even just like the the subtitles. Like sometimes you're just like, what were you trying to say there? Like, what? oh yeah, <laughs> it's great. Things get lost in translation. I mean, you know, it's hard with language. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's talk about. Uh, Usagi learns her lesson Becoming a star is hard work What did you guys think about this episode? Uh, Liz, you want to start? Uh, sure It I remembered this episode um, From when I was younger And It was it was kind of weird Yeah Yeah it's very I found weird. it a kind of a meh episode. Like it was like uh, I had I to watch think, it twice because yeah. I forgot what happened. And I think that the part of it is that we don't have the same culture of having idols in North America. I mean, not that we don't, because I mean, I'm trying to think of what a North American, you know, version of an idol would be for a 14 year old girl. And obviously, there's you have trying to think of who they were for us like Spice Girls or Backstreet yeah. Boys or now Jonas Brothers or whatever and but still it's not you, the you same know, level people, as in Japan yeah in Japan these like teenagers who are just famous for being I don't know like I guess kind of like like influencers now like YouTube yeah. stars and Instagram stars only Japan was doing it in the 90s yeah I guess I guess just famous for no particular reason other than they're famous yeah. Are Kardashians idols? I mean, like... <laughs> I guess they would be, because they don't really... I mean, like, they have a reality TV show, but they don't really have any skills. No. Like, they're not, like, 
actors or singers or anything like that. Like they just are are themselves, um, which I think is probably kind of like what this Mikan character is like in that show because you never see her singing and you just see a poster of her selling like some kind of energy vitamins. Look like a um, a ribbon, like a gymnastics ribbon. And yeah. so I was like, is she a gymnast? But then we never see her doing any kind of gymnastics. Yeah, we never really see her doing anything except, well, I mean, I guess it's not her, it's a monster, but she she just is hosting this talent show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. And did, man, are they not talented. So <laughs> bad. Like their singing is so bad. <laughs> yeah, I was I was watching this episode with Karina and we watch it through cast that app that you told me about Tracy. Um, and for some reason she can't get sound cause I'm casting it from mine, mm. but since it's subtitled, doesn't matter. So when <laughs> the part where Usagi and Naru were singing, I was narrating it for her. I'm like, it's terrible. It's just bad singing. You, you, like, you're, you yeah. should be happy. You're not listening to this right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really bad, which is obviously the point. And, and I remember, watching the the YTV version it was it was the same like it was they were terrible yeah and, that's the point it's supposed and that's to be. the point and then the the, the jokes the two there's the two girls <laughs> telling jokes and they're so they're so bad it's just like really yeah <laughs> but they weren't even like corny bad they were just not funny bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, like, I think what? that's like well how talented are you when you're like 14 years old oh yeah yeah well, I think that was the whole. That's the whole point. That's the that point. Not talented. Yeah. yeah. Not. Except uh, for the one policeman who's like doing okay. backflips yes. across the stage. So the awesome. yeah, yeah. The <laughs> policeman and then I guess like Mikan's agent was yeah. like doing tricks and stuff. So I think it's funny that they got caught into it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a nice touch. That it's not just the young girls and boys who are mostly girls who are crazy about the idol and being a superstar it's also uh the adults any adults that get within range of that radar mm-hmm. they get uh, sucked in by the monster energy and i really liked that usagi not being involved in it it kind of yeah. made her i don't want to say almost more mature because yeah. she was like just sitting back and watching them and she's like man these guys are being weird yeah like, even they, though Really, she wasn't involved, not because she didn't want to be, but because she got in a fight with her friend and then Luna scolded her. Yeah. And <laughs> um, she did yeah. have that. She had that initial crying of, you know, you don't understand, Luna. I want to be a star. Yeah. But then after that, all the scenes after that, she's just kind of like she's not crying and whining anymore. She's just no. like they she are acting strange. Yeah. Which is yeah. good. I think exactly. this is like she, she recognizes pretty quickly that something's up. Mm-hmm. But kind of like, like even growing, <laughs> yeah, maybe I, know. I don't know. Getting up for growth, maybe a little, little tiny step, little window. <laughs> it's weird though in this episode because she is really terrified of this monster, which we yeah. didn't see in the last two episodes. Like she really stepped up um, in episodes five and six, and she just wanted to defeat the monsters. But in this one, she runs away and hides in the bathroom. Yeah. So, I found that very confusing. I found that very funny. <laughs> yeah. I also thought it was funny that they showed a bathroom because in so like twice, actually, was it twice in this episode that 
At one yeah, point, she's Mikan is attacked in the shower. In the shower, and it's like, oh look, these people go to the bathroom. Yes, they're real. I mean, not yeah. look at well, them, but yeah. No, I, I I liked. I wrote I wrote down in my notes because I started taking notes. Um, just because partly because I need to remember what the episode was about, but partly because I thought it'd be fun to go back and read these later. Yes. Uh, but I, be, uh, because of the. Uh, the monster I wrote, monsters continue to be scary. Usagi continues to be just surprised when they show up. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she yes. says, do you think it's a monster? Let's go investigate. She's fully expecting there to be a monster. And then she sees it and is like, ah, and runs away. Uh, yeah. And I laughed. Because <laughs> it's still, the shock of, of a monster is yeah. still scary. Like, oh my God, it's not really you. Well, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and but but she comes to comes around really quickly, right? Like Luna tells her, you know, get to get get it together. You have to you have to transform. Let's go. We got to save these friends. And immediately, when she Luna reminds her, you have to save your friends. Naru is in danger. She comes out of that bathroom stall and she's like, right, let's go. Yeah, she's getting a lot yeah. better at stepping up. But then when it's, she still needs a little bit of help when it comes to the actual fighting. Although I did find it really funny that she's like crawling around, like, please don't let it see me. Yeah. <laughs> and then is surprised again when it does. <laughs> well, there has to be a reason for Tuxedo Mask to show up. Otherwise, I mean, not that he does much, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So- he doesn't even have like a fortune cookie saying in this episode. Yeah. Oh. Come on, so, man. Mamoru shows up like before. He shows up and he's just mean. Like, there's no reason for him to be there. He just shows up and to make fun of Usagi and then leaves. It's like a really short interaction. But I guess they put it in there just to kind of remind you that uh, he's, there. <laughs> he's there. And I guess Tuxedo Mask and him have different personalities, which we get to eventually. Yeah. Or, or just to kind of, yeah, like just to remind you of this character who is going to be important just in case you hadn't figured out that he was Tuxedo Mask. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> because he wasn't in the last couple. He wasn't in the last two, mm-hmm. the ones that had been uh, cut. Was he in the one where? Um, was he in the one where the with the exercise machine? Yes, I believe he was in that I one. I don't remember when the last time it was because when he showed up, I was like, "It's been a while since we've seen Tuxedo Mask." Yeah. It has been a while at this point. It, um, yeah. For the Japanese version, anyways. Yes. If we were in the English version, then he's been, I think, in every episode so far. He's definitely was in the talk radio one. Mm-hmm. But I'm just looking through uh, the uh, SailorMoon.Fandom.com, mm-hmm. the Sailor Moon wiki, and they don't mention him in the plot summary for the, the Learn How to Be Skinny with Usagi one. Okay, so it has been like three episodes then since we've yeah. seen him. Yeah. So it wasn't just me. I was like, man, where's Tuxedo Mask been? So yeah. May, I guess that's why they had to have Mamoru show up, is to remind you, like, remember him? It's been a yeah. couple episodes. He's still important. Remember him? <laughs> yeah. Just to show up and be a jerk. Also, I found Naru kind of, like, not jerky, but she's pretty devious in this one, like, oh, manipulating yeah. Umino to do, to yeah. uh, yes. get what she wants. Yeah, for sure. Very. I think that was fantastic. Girl. So did I. I really like that. It's nice that Naru has a personality like that's coming out. Yeah. For sure. She's not just the background friend. (laughs) 
and uh, Umino continues to be a creep. Yeah. Such a creep. <laughs> right? He's totally... He's such... I don't remember him being so creepy in the in North American version. Like, I, I really... I mean, he was a nerd, and he w- had this massive crush on Sailor Moon, but, like, I don't remember him being so creepy. But yeah. maybe it's because I was, you know, 11 watching it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I don't remember him being that creepy either. Uh, and, and why does Umino have to dress up like an 80s businesswoman? To yeah. This, to, to dance with Naru? Know. Especially because <laughs> Naru then says, like, we could be like Beauty and the Beast, it'll be good. But it's like, but you've dressed him up as a woman. Like, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I. that part was disturbing. Although I did like it when he sh- when he showed up at her house and he's like, "Hello, it's me. I am here to talk to your daughter. Let me in." <laughs> she invited <laughs> me. Like, Get in here. <laughs> I'm not used to actually being invited. Usually, you find me in the bushes. <laughs> right? He's such a creep. <laughs> and then he like he's like, "Oh, I ordered these posters of Mikan online." And just the way he says it is like really creepy. Yeah. Well, and I but- think that. That dates the show a little bit too, not as much as the next episode dates the show, but this one where he says, I ordered them over the internet. And they're all like, what now? <laughs> it's just like, yep, this is the 90s. <laughs> it's this- funny though, because that's what I would do with Sailor Moon in yes, the 90s, totally. right? Oh, yeah. I would just like look up things about Sailor Moon online, because what else am I Googling? That's yeah, how I learned about the like, existence of Sailor It wasn't even Google, right? It was like, what were we, Yahoo Search, maybe? Uh, no, it was before Yahoo. Netscape. Like, <laughs> AOL. Netscape, yeah. Netscape, yeah. It was yeah. pretty old. Yeah, and just these long text pages with, like, one image that took 30 minutes to load. Yeah. All in black and white. And then, like, making an Angel Fire website about oh, all your favorite God. Sailor Moon characters. Yes, and then totally. making the cursor, like, sparkly when you scroll over the page like that was the internet (laughs) that was the internet i had Um, angel fire website i had a geocities website i had a a terra something website um and then i just ended up when i got old enough to be able to afford it i just had i bought the domain name queenazura.com but i don't have it it's not up anymore because i have a lot of sailor moon fan fiction like a lot of Sailor Moon fan fiction. <laughs> uh, I don't. I never wrote Sailor Moon fan fiction, but I definitely drew Sailor Moon fan, not quite manga, but like pictures. Like, and it was manga style, but not like a full like comic strip, but just like pictures, lots and lots and lots and lots of pictures of Sailor Moon. I drew yeah. so many pictures of Sailor Moon, it's not even funny. Like, it would be on the front cover of every single notebook I ever had. Just, like, at least one Sailor Scout. Yeah, Definitely. see, I can't draw. That's why I wrote fan fiction. And I actually had I had a pretty good, like, little fan base going for a while. Like, people would send me uh, pictures of my scouts that I, that I created that they drew. And, awesome. you know, I'd get, I'd get a lot of feedback. I got a lot of emails. I did actually a collaboration fan fiction with a couple of people. Uh, where we would email the chapters back and forth, and that's, they would use their characters, and I would use mine. Yeah, it was fun. That's so cool. That's so cool. That's like the early. Yeah, I enjoyed those little communities. Uh, then I got yeah. Old. I think that 
Yeah. Being a little bit younger, I think I wasn't really allowed to be involved with online communities and the, at the beginning of my Sailor Moon love, um, maybe, or didn't know that they existed, probably more likely. Um, but I was, yeah. Honestly, I think my fanfiction's still on fanfiction.net. Now I'm looking. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go look too. If you go to oh, it is. If you go to fanfiction.net and do a, a writer search for Queen Azura, so Queen and then A Z U R A, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's there. Oh man! Wow. I, I wrote Space Cases, Sailor Moon, Star Wars, and X Men Evolution fanfiction. <laughs> You're such That's a amazing. nerd. I am such a nerd. I I actually am pretty proud of some of these stories. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it goes without saying that if I'm calling people nerds, it's a compliment. Oh, yeah, I totally take it as a compliment. Because you've met me. (laughs) (laughs) Does it tell you how many people have liked... Yeah, see, like, a couple people have favorited them. Yeah, I have a lot of reviews. It was fun. Good time. So, yeah, that's my embarrassment. Keep in mind I wrote these a long time ago. And, um, yeah. Please don't judge me too harshly. <laughs> Amazing. I think anyone listening to this podcast, though, would totally understand your fanfiction, yeah. right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, fanfiction.net and then look yeah. up Queen Azura. Yep. Uh, that's me. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. How many of you are looking? Are you looking this up right now? <laughs> yeah, I did. You have nine stories. <gasps> yep. Yeah. And the little icon is Sailor Sun. Because <laughs> why yes, not? And yes, she looks like me, but no, it's not a Mary Sue. I, I probably, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it before Mary Sue was a thing, so it might be. I don't know. <laughs> You're an originator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she kind of looks like me, but really, I didn't have much to go on other than me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So much... <laughs> so yeah anything else we want to say about this episode <laughs> I think we went off on like a very important tangent and to <laughs> find out more about your fan fiction but it's relatable to this episode <laughs> because it's like you know you trying to make your Sailor Moon fame yeah, yeah. I yeah I like to pretend I was Sailor Moon fan fiction famous but I don't know if I was every once in a while I google myself to see if somebody mentioned my fan fiction. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Well, you never know. You, you know, never it's like know. Nice ego boost. For sure. Unless they write bad things. Yeah. And a lot of people will write about you without actually talking to you. So, you know, that's how you figure out if somebody was writing about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, go read my fan fiction. If you want, I still, my Queen Azora at Hotmail.com account is still active. I don't check it that often. So if you do want to email me about my fanfiction, you can still email me there. (laughs) You know, it might go to spam. (laughs) Because that's basically Mm -hmm. my spam email address now. Oh, and that was like one of the very first Hotmail addresses ever. That's why it doesn't have numbers or icons or anything. I did it in, when did Hotmail come out? In like 95, 92? Amazing. I have no idea. That's when I signed up for that email address, and I still have it. I have my email from, like, grade seven. Yeah. 
I think I had like an email address. So there were, used to be this thing when you're a kid and you like put your name in and would give you like your Hawaiian name. So mm-hmm. my Hawaiian name was Kalaki. Um, and then I made an email address that was like sailor underscore Kalaki at hotmail.com. I haven't logged in in forever, but I remember doing that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I guess the uh, the moral of this story is uh, this episode was a little bit boring. It's way more fun to talk about our old fan fiction. Um, moving on to the next episode. Oh, snack time. Yes, snack, snack time. time. All right. Anything else you want to tell us about the delicious pork buns, Tracy? Um, that they're delicious. Don't uh, eat the paper. Don't eat the paper at the bottom. Um, so they're like, it's like a white steamed bun pastry. So the world of pork buns Squishy. is amazing. There's so many different kinds of, of different pork buns. And when I was at the store making my selection, I was also looking at the ratio of filling so bun, and this one looks pretty good according to like the nutritional information. So like a good pork bun, you're not going to be eating a lot of dough right off the hop because you want, I mean, you want a good filling to dough ratio. So these ones, I think. All right. I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try it. Yep. Mmm. I love pork buns. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Mm, this is delicious. Now the quiet version as we chew our uh, mouthful of pork bun. Wow. Pretty much. You're right. There's a lot of filling in here. The bun is nice and soft. It smells delicious. Kind of a maple flavor. Mm. So the the filling inside is called pork asado. And um, it's like a Filipino pork type um meat with some seasoning that's mostly like brown sugar and um soy sauce but it does the brown sugar mm -hmm, it goes back to um um all this entire bun is very much influenced by chinese cuisine as well so just a little bit of a different flavor than your traditional like barbecue pork bun that you would get at like a chinese restaurant Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very good problem the problem is now is that we want to finish the bun, so it's going to be like just chewing for a couple minutes. <laughs> Can I say that I like that the uh, the pork bun arrived in my planter at my door also? <laughs> <laughs> That's the planter we can't use anymore because a robin made its nest in there, um, which we thought was amazing until the cat found it. Oh, no. Yeah. The robins, the robins relocated to the drain pipe, like from the uh, eaves troughs, but we never put a plant back in there because we're just like, nope. And now we have four cats, so nope. (laughs) Nope. How are we ranking this snack compared to our other snacks, Tracy? I still think pancakes win, but I think this is a good second. I don't know. I really like these ones. I mean, I chose them because I love them, but um, (laughs) I think what was difficult about the pancakes is we had to make them ourselves, whereas these ones we microwaved. That does yeah. make a difference. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Those pancakes were pretty darn awesome. I'm looking forward to uh, going to Toronto and having somebody else make them. <laughs> and then, in which case, they would become the number one. Mm-hmm. So you're going with pork buns for number one? 
Yes, for sure. Especially these ones, because I, I did find one with a good, like, pork-to-bun ratio. Yeah. I mean, our ranking don't, doesn't have to be the same. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess not. Awesome. So... Oh, now do I save the other one for Brent? Or do I eat no, it, No, I think you eat it. <laughs> I already told him he could have it, though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, nice wife or not nice wife? It's like the eternal struggle. <laughs> I think when it comes to food, you're like, back off my food. Yeah, yeah. usually. <laughs> Get your own snack. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right. So for any of you who are still listening. <laughs> after all the chewing. After all the chewing and mmm sounds from the pork buns, which were delicious. We're now moving on to our next episode, which is The Girl Genius is a Monster, the Brainwashing Cram School of Horror. I think this is one of my absolute favorite episodes of Sailor Moon. And not just because Sailor Mercury is one of my favorite Sailor Scouts. She's definitely my favorite of the inner senshi. Uh, Neptune is my favorite of the outer senshi. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really like this episode. Um, I, I find it funny. Um, just the jokes at the beginning. I'm wondering if I found it funny when I was a kid or the translation was different. But my favorite was that conversation at the beginning between Jedite and Queen Beryl. Oh, yeah. Where, <laughs> oh, yeah. Where, like, parents are harder on their kids than our monsters. Yeah. For to and get start grades. off with some nice social commentary there. Yeah. And my favorite, my favorite was, well, what do they do after they get into a good university? And he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, listen here, Beryl. I only target 14-year-olds. Yeah. After that, it's not in my hands. <laughs> And she's like, good plan. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I did not remember that conversation no, going that way. So it must have been different in the English version or something, because that cracked me up real good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't remember what it was in the English one because again, I saw it in 1995. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I um, I wrote LOL in my notes. Because <laughs> it was just too funny. Yeah. <sighs> so I liked I liked that going into this episode we had a little bit more princess talk. It's like I don't but I didn't really see the collaboration between Usagi getting good grades and them finding the princess. Other yeah, than I, I guess Luna was just commenting in general on her lack of focus and trying to defend the fact that Usagi was like, I wish I was a cat. You don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think a traditional cat would not do anything, but Luna's clearly here for a purpose. Well, yeah. judging by my cat, who has been sleeping in the same position for the past two and a half hours, uh, yeah, you're right. Cats don't do much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Like, she didn't even come over and try to eat my pork bun. She has not moved. She is breathing, don't worry. <laughs> and that's what cats are really like, so... Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing that was in this episode before we get to Ami is um, Luna going to the Sailor V video game to report to her boss. Like, yeah, I never quite understood that in this. No, no. Because like, who is she really reporting to? Yeah. And, and I think eventually why? you find out it's Artemis. Right. But yeah, like, why, why don't they just talk like mm-hmm. why not 
Well, she doesn't know it's Artemis, but then yeah, how does she know true. that she needs to go to the Sailor V game and like put in her passcode and do this complicated back and forth? Yeah, uh, I I also very much enjoyed the passcode, like the yeah. Uh, yeah. Just like what? <laughs> also, like touch screens weren't even like a thing back then, and she's like using her paw on the screen. Yeah. How does that even work? Yeah, at the video game mm-hmm. arcade, right? Very strange. Very strange. So strange. But I love that she's like a cat that can type on a computer. Yeah. I yeah. love that she's better at computers than Usagi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Usagi's like, okay, but I'm bad at computers. And then Luna's like, <laughs> <laughs> And then Luna's like, nowadays you're expected to learn how to use, to know how to use computers. And she, yeah, and Usagi's just like, ah, ha, ha, whatever. And it's, that's... That's that's where you start to see that this is, you know, 1990, whatever. Where you're just like, what? <laughs> They're using those floppy disks? Floppy disks! That was amazing. Like, oh my god. But yeah. it, still, it still doesn't beat the cassette tape from a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the VHS. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, 90s. Like, well, um, for, for the True North Nerds podcast... Uh, Recently, we reviewed the first five episodes of Gargoyles because it's like a little mini series. Um, And that's the same thing. Like he needs to go. But they don't go and get little floppy disks. They go and get like the big floppy disks. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't even know what that was now. I know. (laughs) I was watching this episode. and I'm like, so kids nowadays are going to be wondering why they're going after a 3D printed save icon. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, then I'm like, I feel so old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, and I love the part where Luna jumps on Amy. And she's yeah, like, yeah. she's a monster. I need to, ooh, chin scritches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such a cat. She's she's still just a cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh. Such well, a good episode. I like that Ami apparently has a IQ of 300. Which um, I don't I don't know that that's a thing. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if that's it's a thing, thing, but <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's what Google's for. Yeah. How high is an IQ of hundred? How high? And then we does IQ go. <laughs> like because if a- like average is a one hundred <clears throat> and genius is like one thirty or something, it's like well. <laughs> it says a score of hundred and sixty is considered genius. Yeah. Whoa. So she's like almost double, like double, double like that. Like she's a double genius. <laughs> but she is an alien, right? So yeah, that's or, true. Or a reincarnated alien or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this episode, <laughs> it's like Umino's such a gossip, and I think it's like very obvious in this one where, like, he always has the information or the the dirt on everyone, right? Yeah. Like, well. Because he's a spy, he's always in people's. Bushes. Bushes. <laughs> <laughs> so creepy. Yeah, and I like that. I really like, and I think it really shows their characters that, you know, the, the episode starts and they're all gossiping about Ami and kind of making fun of her. And immediately Usagi is just like, hmm, I don't oh, think that's going to be, I'm going to make friends, like immediately. Like, I think she, I think we should make friends. And it's a little bit like, she can help me with my tests. But, with but it's never like just about that. I don't think. No, 
like, let's go play video games. Let's go, yeah, let's be friends. She doesn't actually even say to Ami at any point, you can help me, yay, you you can teach me how to be smart. She thinks it, but she never says it. No. So you, you can tell that it's not just about, like, she's not trying to be friends strictly for that purpose she's like oh it's a sad girl let's you know try to be friends with her and see what she's yeah. about um i was gonna say something else now i don't remember what it was all right moving on <laughs> <laughs> um can we talk about like her mom saying like can you at least like not fail and and she, <laughs> and she has this like speech where she's just like, you know, in order to have the top of the class, you need to have, like, the bottom of the class. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love this. <laughs> and she's, like, crying. But yeah. they're not real tears because, like, she stops pretty quickly, right? Yeah. So. yeah. Usagi <laughs> is the queen of the crocodile tears. <laughs> yeah. It's a, let me see if I can wiggle my way out of this conversation with my mom. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> oh, I remember what I was going to say now. The animation in this episode is fun. Like, I love it when they do the, like, kind of more cartoony animation. Like, Usagi's devil with the big white eyes and the little devil ears. And the whole time where she's talking to Amy and she's got her face over, her hand over Luna's face. And Luna's, like, struggling and then gives her yeah. a death glare. Ah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. yeah. And so twice in this episode, people are, like, curious as to why Usagi's talking to her cat. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mamoru overhears it. Was that cat talking? Yeah. And then both of their responses is to hightail it out of there. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you guys need to be more careful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Such a good episode. Um, what else did I write down? <laughs> oh, we get another uh, disguise pen. Yes. Uh, this time she doesn't say, as far as I recall, she didn't say gorgeous or beautiful. She just says, I want to be a doctor from a university hospital. Which yeah. Which I thought was a really strange, like, why you're walking into a cram school. Another thing that we don't have here. But, uh, yeah. Well, like, wouldn't it be kind of like Kumon <laughs> or something like that? Like one of those tutoring centers? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. But, like, for smart kids. <laughs> Well, the way really smart kids. The way I think the disguise pen works, and I heard this. I think I mentioned this before, but I heard it off of another Sailor Moon podcast called Sailor Business, which is a very excellent podcast. If you want to do another Sailor Moon review podcast, um, and the way that they describe the disguise pen is that Usagi uses it to transform into what a fourteen-year-old girl thinks would be the best adult for this situation, and in this case, you know. It's a doctor because she's trying to get, I guess she's feeling that they're being unhealthy or they're, they're, you know, their brains are getting sucked or so she's like, oh, you know, what helps you stay healthy? A doctor. So I'm going to be a doctor and go in and help them. <laughs> it's that kind weird because she says a doctor from a university hospital. And so I think like- that's because that's a smart doctor <laughs> 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 because she's going into a school. So she also needs to be smart. I guess. But the disguisement doesn't change her intelligence. It just changes no. her appearance. Just her yeah. costume. And then she like runs in and she's like, a patient needs my help. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I love her hair that way. Like with like the short bob. 
I was yeah. watching again, watching this with Karina. Karina was like, "Oh, her hair looks so good that short," because <laughs> it's never that short, ever. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. To which I will also then say, as you said, we got a little bit more princess talk. I mean, come on. Why are they, how do they not know who the princess is? Look at her hair. Look at her hair. I think they kind of, I don't know if they, okay, I'm not sure where I heard this theory because I've been so ingrained in the Sailor Moon fandom for so long. I'm not sure if this is a manga theory or a fan theory or a anime theory or a crystal theory or whatever, but the way I understand it is that um, just like Sailor, like Usagi and, and Amy and, and Ray and all that, their, their minds are locked away. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Luna, and that's why Luna doesn't recognize uh, Amy right away as Mercury. She is yeah. slowly remembering what happened in the Moon Kingdom. Yeah. And so even though she knows that there's a princess, it's possible she doesn't know what the princess looks like. Because yeah, that part of her brain is still locked away. Yeah. I guess it's not until later when Mamoru starts to have the dreams about the princess where he does see her or at least see her in kind of shadow where it's like, okay, I can see her. She has that hair. (laughs) But then he associates it, I think, more with Sailor Moon than he does with Usagi. Oh, yeah. Which, I don't know. Again, But it's like, it's so (laughs) weird that anyone, like, so in that episode where she... Where Usagi saves her brother. Like, wouldn't her brother recognize that hair and put two and two together? No, it's some kind of magic. Yeah. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta just be like, a glamour like of some Superman sort. Superman takes off them glasses, nobody can recognize him. Yeah. Somehow, somehow. Yep. Although that also is my favorite line from uh, the Bad Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> was when he shows up to his girlfriend and she instantly knows who he is. Okay. And he is like, how did you know? <laughs> She's like, we've known each other our whole lives. You think you could hide your cheekbones and I wouldn't know who you were? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, finally, somebody gets it. Yeah. I'm like, that, there's one good line in that movie and that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, so I really like the battle that Sailor Moon has with this monster. Mm-hmm. First of all, the monsters are still freaking scary. They, I know they get cutesy and funny later on, but these are, they're like demon monsters. Yeah. Um, and I love that the monster is a teacher. So the monster is like, okay, pop quiz. If you get it wrong, I'm going to throw razor sharp test papers at you. Yeah. And what I texted you the question because I was doing it while I was watching it. Because it made me laugh super hard. Um, <laughs> what did I write? Where is it? It was about Sir Isaac Newton and why did the oh, yeah. apple fall? The first question is about Isaac Newton. Why do apples fall from trees? And Usagi says, don't ask me, ask an apple. (laughs) (laughs) And then she says, oh, I know why. It was a typhoon. Yeah. (laughs) And Luna's like, uh, gravity. (laughs) Oh, dear. I like how Luna's like, answer the monster. Instead of like, fight the monster. She's like, you know, answer the question. And I also like when uh, the monster grabs Amy and Sailor Moon turns to Luna and basically yells, see, Amy is not the monster. (laughs) Yeah. I like when Luna's like, oh, she's just as I thought she's Sailor Mercury. But like the whole episode, she thought that Amy was the monster. 
And then suddenly she's like, ah, yeah, just as I thought. She's Sailor Mercury. And I guess that's the moment when her brain unlocks, like her memory unlocks. And she's like, oh, right, there's more than just Sailor Moon. Well, that's the kind of the thing. It's like, up till now, there's been no mention of other Sailor Senshi. Like, so... We didn't know we were looking for them. (laughs) Yeah, because, again, maybe that's that logic before of... uh, Luna's yeah. memory's still being locked away and she didn't even know that yeah. she was supposed to be looking for more. She just knows she's supposed to find Sailor Moon and the princess. And the princess. And then I guess, I mean, I guess as viewers, we know there's going to be more. One, because, I mean, it would be ridiculous if there weren't, but two, because they're in the opening sequence. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch, yes. the, it's like, Luna, just watch the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so then we get Amy transforms into Sailor Mercury, and she handles the transformation into a Sailor Senshi a lot better than Usagi did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which isn't and, surprising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Partly, I think, because she has to transform literally in the middle of a battle. Yeah. Um, but also just because of her personality. And uh, I think that now we're set up for a lot more of uh, Usagi being the monster bait and Senshi coming to save her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, one thing I always, always loved um, the Sailor Mercury transformation sequence. I think it was oh, always yeah. my favorite of, of all of them. Um, it's, it's just so cool. Yeah. The way like it wiggles. I don't know. It's yeah. She like does like that little half spin and yeah. Yeah. It's our, it was always my favorite one of all of them. Thought it was so cool, but then I never understood why her power was bubbles. Like, what good could that possibly do? I mean, obviously, it makes a fog, and that must be magic fog because very often it will, like, you know, stop a mind control or something. But like, See, what bubbles? It, I always liked it. It's um, now, in, in Japanese, it's Shaban spray, and I don't know if Shaban is a literal translation to bubbles or if that's just something that they did for the translation. Yeah. But I always liked her attacks because um, I like that it's more defensive than offensive. Yeah. I like that she right. can use it to hide, to control, to uh, confuse, um, and later on she gets a more of, a, of an attack. Yeah. But... Um, the Yuma, or the monster, is like, it's cold, and it reminds me, like, Sailor Mercury's powers now are more watery-based. But yeah, once Neptune ice. comes in, she becomes ice, and Neptune is water. So yeah. you kind of have so. to think of her as Mercury is, like, cold water, and Neptune is, like, warm water, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Although I would point out that Mercury is probably a lot hotter than Neptune yeah. when we're oh, thinking for sure. about planets. <laughs> yeah, but meh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's probably true, but... (laughs) Am I the only one who does the hand actions every time Sailor Mercury does her attack? (laughs) Of course. I was was doing it with the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, shabam, spray! (laughs) Yeah. And then when when Sailor Mars comes, where she makes the gun with her fingers. Yeah. Yeah. I do the same thing. Of course. Yeah, you have to. I I have finally stopped, um, like putting my hand by my forehead like I'm taking off my tiara when Sailor Moon uh, throws her tiara, which definitely I definitely used to do every time. 
Yeah. When when Sailor Moon does that speech when she's like talking about like justice and love mm-hmm. and the moon, yeah. um, I definitely do that. Where she's like doing oh, all those hand gestures. <laughs> I will punish you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> On behalf of the moon, I will punish you, which we'll is the you. English version. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I always tell people I'm like, I learned all the Japanese I know from Sailor Moon. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know where the words start and end, but I know what the sounds are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I put Shabon into Google Translate to see if my theory was justified, and it is not. Apparently, the English translation is soap bubble. Oh. So soap bubble spray is her attack. Oh, dear. And, yeah. Interesting. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. But, anyway, I still like it. Yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was... So, Tuxedo Mask doesn't show up in this episode, right? Mamoru does, but Tuxedo Mask does not. No. Yeah. No. Well, because she already has a sidekick in this one, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, there's no need for him, because Mercury has to save Sailor Moon. Yeah. And, you know, prove that she is a good senshi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I was looking through here, and I'm like, if there are any changes? Apparently there was only one change from the uh, Japanese to the English dub. Uh, Mm -hmm. They say that Amy is uh, a transfer student from Brighton Academy, and that's why she has a slight British accent, is because she's apparently from England. Oh. And that makes sense, too, that she's a transfer student, because how do we go, like, this long and not even hear about her or like see her in the background if they are at the same school. And well, they're in different is, classes. They and are, think, but she's I like the in Japanese kid in school. Like, yeah. yeah. I think in, in, in Japanese schools, and again, all of my knowledge of Japanese schools is based off of anime, so I could be totally off. <laughs> but I feel like um, you either move with, you stay with your class. So like Usagi's in class one, so all of her subjects are just with those people. And then Amy is in class five, so I don't. As far as I know, they don't really mingle other than, um, I guess, lunch breaks. But then Usagi has her own friend circle, and yeah. Amy is has no friends. So who knows where Amy goes for lunch? So I mean, it is conceivable that they never ran into each other. Um, but yeah, her she's obviously really well known in the school as the genius girl. So it's weird yeah. that nobody mentions that at all. And why wouldn't she have? any friends like she's very nice as we very soon learn but yeah yeah. uh so there's also some changes this website listed some changes from the manga to the anime episode Mm -hmm. uh so apparently this is in the manga this is the first time we see queen barrel but again sailor mercury shows up in the manga in act two which is like what 10 pages in it's like very little sailor moon it's the second volume. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Is yeah. it the second volume? The whole first you, volume is just Sailor Moon? Yeah, the first volume is, like, essentially the first episode. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what else happens? Oh, and in the manga, Amy gets her transformation pen by doing really well at the Sailor V arcade game, and then she gets it as a prize that comes out of the machine. Oh, cool. Which makes a little bit more sense than Luna giving it to her, because Luna didn't know who she was. Yeah. That's true. And it's um, clearly a magical Sailor V arcade game. <laughs> yeah, and it also mm. kind of ties this the Sailor V arcade game in more closely with 
what yeah. is going on. Yeah. And I have always wanted to win a magical item from an arcade game. Like, that's <laughs> the only reason to ever play, like, one of those claw games or... Yep. Yeah. Kind of like I would item. point out, comes up in one of the episodes where you meet Sailor Jupiter. There is, in fact, yes. a claw game. <laughs> there is. Yeah. <laughs> one of the Rainbow Crystal guys is, like, the claw game guy, isn't he? Yep. 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 It's like Crane Game Joe or something stupid like that. Yes, totally. <laughs> totally. Uh, so any more thoughts about uh, the first appearance of Amy as Sailor Mercury? She's, Anything else we want to cover? She's pretty awesome. Ah, she is. And and that continues. Like, the other, pretty much all of the other Sailor Scouts, as you meet them... They they're they're all awesome in their own way and they're all wonderful, but they're all way more immature um, than Amy. And yeah, yeah. I really think that as a member of the team, Amy brings an awful lot to the table. Like she's all strategy. She's yeah. can connect all the pieces together. Um, she stays calm. She doesn't she stays- get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, she's really the one who's always trying to keep all the rest of them focused. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, she's a really uh, a good addition and an important addition, I think. Yeah. And she can usually <clears throat> go through the see through the uh, monster plots. Yes, much more quickly. Yeah. Uh, so it's good that she becomes like the second Sailor Senshi because mm-hmm. it really helps them out. Yeah, and she she definitely pre- provides you know while there's two of them and then. A, a balance to Usagi's um, more kind of run around. <laughs> yeah. She's reckless. She's 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 making it up as she goes, and and just always got her heart on her sleeve, and and doing everything. Yeah, just whatever pops into her head, and yeah, and, and Amy is planning and careful, and. <laughs> And I mean, we're not going to get to it till the end of this season. But um, one of the things I love about the very end of the season is uh, when all of this, all of the Sailor Scouts, basically tell Usagi what they mean to them or what mm-hmm. she means to them, and mm-hmm. like the reason why they're all friends and why how Usagi connects them all. And uh, I think I feel like it's especially potent with Amy because she wasn't popular. She had no friends. She didn't know how to socialize. She didn't know how to react, interact with kids her own age. So yeah. it's having Usagi help her bring her out of that shell is just, it, it really complements the two of them, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's why Amy is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's true that, you know, when you meet her, she doesn't have friends you do get the impression maybe like she spends all her time study. She's studying. She spends all her time with adults. Yeah. And then, you know, Usagi is able to let her be a kid a little bit. And then yeah, she is able relax. to get yeah. Usagi to focus a little bit. Yeah. We see a little bit more of that in the next episode for mm-hmm. sure. As their, as their relationship develops. Yeah. So, speaking of that, good segue, Tracy. (laughs) The next episode we're going to, two episodes we're going to be watching uh, are Usagi's Disaster, Beware of the Clock of Confusion, 
and the cursed bus enter Mars, the guardian of fire. So we really only get one episode of just Sailor Moon and Sailor Mercury before we get Sailor Mars. Mm -hmm. But that's okay, because Sailor Mars is awesome. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And they're really good, like, contrasts to each other, too. Yeah. I think that's... Even when you get, like, all five of the Inner Scouts, you, you get, they're all so different in some ways and the same in some ways. And But especially with those first three, because it's just the three of them for quite a while then, they really um, complement each other well. Yeah, because, uh, so we get Mars in episode, what are we at now, 10? Mm-hmm. And then when do we get Jupiter? I'm just scrolling through. Not until after twenty five. Twenty five, yeah. Jedi, and then they beat Nephrite. So, yeah. yeah. So like, it's there's a, a whole, time. there's two whole generals before we get Jupiter, right? They go through Jedi, they go through Nephrite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a long, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So that is a long time with just the three of them. Huh. Interesting. But, yeah, I wonder why. I wonder why they made that call but whatever <laughs> yeah I'm sure anyway so any uh, any other thoughts that we want to share about these two episodes of Sailor Moon nope not really <laughs> okay. no I think we're good awesome well then uh, thank everybody thank you everybody for listening if you want to uh, get in contact with us um, you can always go to truenorthnerds.com you can email truenorthnerds at gmail.com. We're kind of sharing their uh, email account for now. Um, but we do have our own Instagram account now. It's at Sailor Snacking. Uh, and by the time this episode airs, there will be stuff on it. Yay! Woo! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> All right, so- I'll send you a picture of my cosplay from second year university. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. <laughs> Right. So until next time, uh, thank you very much for listening and thank you for being on again, Liz. Um, No problem. And yeah, everybody, have a good day. You are listening to Sailor Snacking, a True North Nerds production.